0: It's all by design, folks. It's all by design. The destruction and everything that we're seeing worldwide in the United States, the destabilization is all by design, folks. And what is one way you can control the masses? Whether you are a tyrant, a, tyrant, a global cabal. Well, it's very easy To have control over people if just the basic necessities keep them so focused on survival they can't push back on your tyranny. When I say it's by design, I've been talking about this for a few years now on this program. We are seeing global prices for food commodities, you know, little things that are important to people like, you know, grain, vegetable oil were the highest on record in 2022 worldwide. In parts of the world, many parts of the world, this was made worse by the Ukrainian-Russian war because, of course, it makes sense to destabilize two of the biggest breadbaskets of the world. Now, even though we've been somewhat isolated from this in the United States because we grow our own food. That's not the case in Europe and then parts of Africa and Asia that are dependent on the wheat base that's why they call it the bread basket uh, over there. Now of course we've also been hit with this because we're dependent unfortunately on some of the uh, many of the fertilizer products that come out of Ukraine and Russia. But I want you to know that in 2022, let me just get to the numbers, for the whole year of 2022 when compared to 2021, the average price of food saw an increase of over 14%. And here's the kicker, folks. That's 14% over 2021, which is also in double digits from 2020 a lot of things sure went down in the beginning of 2021 to destabilize the world. I wonder why that is. Not to mention that this inflation has done what? Well, what does high food prices and high commodity prices do, especially to those that are already barely 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 surviving? As of I'm looking I'm looking at this number as of Last year, the inflation had pushed 71 million people who were not in the poverty column into poverty. Millions, tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of people around the world were experiencing and are experiencing poverty as a result of soaring food and energy prices. Oh, yeah, let's not forget about energy prices, which adds to the cost of all commodities. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here at all. Welcome to Open Source News. My name is James, a.k.a. BCP, Black Conservative Patriot, here to bring you the news. Hope if you're back at work, back at school, that you are having a wonderful day. Please receive a hug from all of us here at BCP Media Studios. We are a family operation. You're our family as well. Doesn't matter the color of your skin, doesn't matter which of the two genders you are. But if you love freedom, if you love liberty, if you love the Constitution of the United States of America, which has been the template and framework for constitutions throughout the world, if you value small government, and individual liberty and freedom. You are part of our family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to be officially adopted, hit that subscribe button or make sure that you are still subscribed. Let's go report the news on two very important states in this republic known as the United States of America. We're going to talk about Texas and we're going to talk about Florida. Two of the states that I have my, I've had my eye on to move to. If you're new around here, originally born in New York, then I've grown up, mostly I'm a Californian. And as a stopgap, we are now in Utah. During the pandemic, we just had to get out of California, was crushing to our our business, uh, crushing to everything with a complete shutdown. And our stopgap where we currently reside and have a residence uh, is Utah. But, I've been talking about how this time last year, as a matter of fact, we were in Florida and Texas scouting it out to where we're going to move to. I can tell you right now, it's uh, it's ninety five percent we're moving to Texas in the next you know, in the next little while. But Florida has got DeSantis; it's got great Republicans and warriors throughout this the state. Leadership, and Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is going to take on Joe Biden's administration, and they're going to take them to court in a in the federal court system over the expansion of immigrant of the immigration parole system. See, folks, another thing that's by design is you invade a country, you weaken its citizens, and you put them in danger. How do you do that? Well, you. Say it's a humanitarian crisis and you open the border to illegal immigration made up mostly of military age men who displace the working class and the poor of your nation. Also, because these people are essentially unvetted, it's an open-door policy for criminals worldwide to come here and wreak havoc and take away jobs. And, of course, overburden the public system, schools, hospitals, welfare, and taxpayers' money to take care of these people who legally haven't even entered the country the proper way. So Florida's lawsuit is coming as the Biden administration expands the federal parole system as part of its plan to expand safe, orderly, and humane processing for illegal aliens. This is why Alejandro Mayorkas and uh, and President Biden need to be impeached. The job is not to safely, orderly, and humanely process illegal aliens. It's to expel them and make sure they don't come in illegally to begin with. Now, once again, if you're new around here, which probably is not the case, Analytics show that my channel is only being viewed and presented to people who are already subscribing. My wife, uh, I'm half black and half Puerto Rican. I'm Latino. I grew up, my mother's Puerto Rican, and I grew up speaking Spanish and in a Hispanic household. My wife is from Mexico, born and raised primarily in in central and southern Mexico. And she is an, uh, we got married, we were in college, she was here as a student. And then she, fairly fairly quickly, as quickly as you can, became a naturalized U.S. citizen. And one of the things she detests is the corruption and the open border policies we have of people that don't want to assimilate into American culture and laws and the rule of law. So it's not a race thing. This is a safety and security thing. But of course, the left don't paint it that way. It's about safe, orderly, and humane processing. So someone breaks into your home with a knife. You think your job would be to grab a firearm, protect your family, expel them. Or even if they broke into your home without a firearm, would be to expel them, lock the door, keep them out, call the police to get them off your property for trespassing. Well, when you expand that to the national level, the DHS, Mayorkas, the Biden administration should be impeached because they are essentially saying the hell with you. You better open your door. And by the way, clear out your kids because, you know, you're you're, you're a family of six living in a two bedroom home. Clear out your four kids from the second bedroom. Throw them on the couch take some into your room and make room for these people that have just broken into your home because that's safe, orderly, and humane processing of trespassers. That's what we have here. And Florida is saying, hell, hell, hell no. Now, this expansion that's being planned by the Joe Biden administration at Mayorkas would allow an additional 30,000 migrants a month from Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and Nicaragua. Venezuela, a, a country for years I wanted to see. Don't know if I ever will. Never been to Haiti, but I've been on the other ha- uh, half of Hispaniola, the Dominican Republic. Cuba, I've never been there, but as a VP at a bank, they flew me to the Grand Cayman Islands, and I took a picture over Havana. And Nicaragua is a country I love because I lived there for several years. And I also had a business in El Salvador, uh, so I just love Central America. But I want these people to come in legally. We need to know who they are and they need to follow the rules and the laws. We used to be and we purport to be a country of laws, the rule of law. Biden made the announcement of these 30,000 migrants After a record 68,000 Cubans, Nicaraguans, and Venezuelans were apprehended. So a total of like over 74,000 between these countries were apprehended in just November alone entering illegally. Well, we have, as Florida's way of pushing back, Moody claim that the state has uncovered evidence of Biden ignoring public safety immigration laws allowing more than 1 million unvetted inadmissible immigrants into the interior. And the upcoming trial will once again show that the Biden administration is threatening America's safety by intentionally weakening our nation's border security. Intentionally weaking, weakening, excuse me, that's what she says, I call it, it's by design. In other words, it's intentional. It's not bad policy. That is the point. Quote, these policies harm Florida. The Biden administration is releasing tens of thousands of migrants at the border every month. Many of these migrants are arriving or will arrive in Florida, harming the state's quasi-sovereign interests and forcing it to incur millions of dollars in expenses. So let's see where Florida's lawsuit against the Fed's over-border immigration policies uh, ends up. The trial is scheduled uh, to begin Today, today, I will keep you posted. This is a very important trial. Speaking of the border, Joe Biden finally visited said border, and that happened yesterday, Sunday. Now, there's a, a quite a few interesting things that happened, folks. First of all, let's talk about what happened before Biden arrived in El Paso, Texas. The first thing they did on Friday and Saturday was, and by the way, the uh, the border the visit was just really a photo op. We'll get to that in a second. The city of El Paso started to clear migrant tents and every sign that illegal immigration and Ill- homeless illegal immigrants and homeless people throughout the city were out there. They cleared out right before Sunday, hundreds, probably maybe even thousands of people, I'm looking at pictures here, off the streets. I'm seeing a picture here of El Paso on uh, Wednesday, a whole bunch of migrants and other homeless people on the street. I'm looking at within about a 20, I'm using this woman here to scale, and about a 30-foot span on a sidewalk, there's about eight beds and three tents. The next day, Thursday, there is no one on the street. And these images can be seen all throughout social media. Another one, there's a, some sort of abandoned building that's boarded up, a brick building. All around are homeless encampments and migrant camps. And it's completely cleared out. Now where do these people go? Where do these people go? Well, we're seeing reports here of some processing centers and some shelters that are overcrowded. Got to get them off the streets and it's all for optics. Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, tweeted out, El Paso rushes to remove illegal immigrants and migrant camps that are crowding downtown before Biden arrives. Predictable. Biden does not want America to see the chaos that he has caused on the border. This is just a photo op and a game of pretend. That's what he tweeted on Saturday before the arrival. Oh, it wasn't just clearing of people. Here is local news ABC7. It wasn't just a matter of clearing these people out. It was also arresting and incarcerating people something they should be doing at the border but no they're not doing that at the border they're doing that once they're in here just so it doesn't look like or doesn't see doesn't the the nation the the national television when doing the reports people can't see what's really going on
1: of course this area uh it was had a lot of police presence we've been reporting in the past
0: by the way that area is the sacred heart church in downtown el paso
1: last couple of weeks of police coming here, uh, they've been arresting people for maybe paraphernalia. They had uh, access to, to marijuana, those types of arrests. We spoke to one woman. We asked her, have people been cleaning this area in preparation for President Biden's visit? One woman did tell us that, yes, the, she has seen city officials or city employees out here cleaning the area in preparation for President Biden's visit.
0: And arresting people. They were fine, but uh, uh, but the tyrant, the installed puppet of the globalist faction, the O'Biden administration, got to get rid of those people. Greg Abbott met with Joe Biden as he landed. They, right there on the tarmac where Air Force One landed. And this is what Texas Governor Greg Abbott told reporters right after his interaction with Biden upon his arrival. So,
1: listen. The president who caused the chaos of the border needed to be here.
0: And just Yeah, he he caused the chaos. He needed to be here. But his timing is a little off. Who
1: caused the chaos of the border needed to be here. It just so happens he's... Two years and about $20 billion too late.
0: Two years and $20 billion too late.
1: He needs to step up and and take swift action, uh, including reimbursing the state of Texas for the money that we spent, but providing more resources for the federal government to do its job.
0: He needs to reimburse the state and give the federal uh, government more resources to do its job. They haven't done so by design. Greg Abbott knows this.
1: Also, this is nothing but for show unless it begins to enforce the immigration laws already that exist in the United States of America.
0: That's See, that's the thing. That's why impeachment is key. He's breaking the law by not enforcing the law and upholding the Constitution. I say he, I'm talking about the entire administration when it comes, well, pretty much when it comes to anything. But we're talking about immigration here.
1: ...that are contained in the letters that are provided to the president today. What did I'm he say
0: to you? What did the- so he says, I put this in the letter provided to the president today. And here is a copy of the letter that Greg Abbott posted yesterday on Twitter saying, I hand-delivered a letter to President Biden today during his first visit to the border. His trip is $20 billion too little and two years too late. I'm calling on Biden to do his constitutional duty to protect our nation. I'm not going to read you the entire letter, but check this out. He does make a comparison, which, of course, is sure to grate the people on the left, especially since they're trying to blame everything on President Trump. Dear President Biden, your visit to our southern border with Mexico today is $20 billion too little and two years too late. Moreover, your visit avoids the sites where mass illegal immigration occurs and sidesteps thousands of angry Texas property owners whose lives have been destroyed by your border policies even the city you visited has been sanitized of the migrant camps which had overrun downtown el paso because your administration wants to shield you from the chaos that texans experience on a daily basis i guess i will read you the whole letter because it's fairly short and to the point the chaos is a direct result of your failure to enforce immigration laws that congress enacted under president uh, excuse me under president trump the federal government achieved historically low levels of illegal immigration under your watch by contrast America is suffering the worst illegal immigration in the history of our country. Your open border policies have emboldened the cartels who grow wealthy by trafficking deadly fentanyl and even human beings. Texans are paying an especially high price for your failure, sometimes with their very lives, as local leaders from your own party will tell you if given the chance. By the way, there are Democrat uh, congressmen, I can't remember his last name, Gonzalez. Uh, uh, no, it's not Gonzalez. It's um, Cuellar, I believe. Someone can correct me down below because I'm sure one of you ever has read it. He he was not allowed to be part of the entourage. A, a, a Democrat, so the same party as the president, but has been an outspoken critic of the immigration policy, was not allowed to be part of the Democrat entourage during his visit. All right, so I'm not going to do the other half, but he made that comparison between Trump and enforcing the policy, uh, the laws, and having low illegal immigration and the Biden administration, which is doing this by design. It's important that we point this out because the left and their lapdog media comrades in the Marxist mockingbird media are echoing and parroting the false lies of Corinne Jean-Pierre and other spokesholes from the Biden administration saying that this was all because of Trump's policies and because he didn't fix immigration. There were signs of protests during this visit.
1: Cordial. The president, as we're told, has not read the letter that the governor handed yet. But there were also protesters in El Paso where we could see some people that were also not thrilled to see President Biden on the ground. Or they may want to be paying more attention to what happens here on a daily basis.
0: Just as they just this is Fox News, just as they're saying that you start seeing people with signs that say impeach 46. They probably didn't show those images on MSNBC or CNN Maybe live, but I'm sure they didn't show that coverage in the replays. Okay, folks, the the left, speaking of Impeach 46, it has begun in earnest. And it seems small now, folks, but I'm reporting on this because, mark my words, this is going to be a trend we're going to see quite a bit in 2023. We have two advocacy groups who back uh, uh, Democrat political candidates, and they are asking the Secretary of State of Colorado, Jenna Griswold, to keep Donald Trump off of Colorado's ballot in 2024. The two groups, Mi Familia Vota and Free Speech for the People. Mi Familia Vota means My Family Votes in Spanish. And Free Speech for the People. Have been, uh, held a rally in Denver, Colorado to garner attention from Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold so that she will take the bold step of taking Trump off of the 2024 presidential ballot. Jenna Griswold is a Soros puppet. She is a controlled Secretary of State looking out for the globalist interest that by design is trying to destabilize our country. After the rally... They tagged Colorado Secretary of State in a tweet and asked her, quote, to use her power to enact Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to bar Trump from the ballot. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment bars insurrectionists and those working against the United States from holding office. It is, of course, this dates back to keeping rebels, Confederates, out of the federal government. The Hill is reporting on this. Donald Trump has violated his oath of office when he led the charge. His actions only confirmed what the Latino community has long known, he is dangerous. And that came from the CEO of Mi Familia Vota, Hector Sanchez Barba, who is probably bankrolled by leftist groups, Biden supporters, and the Soros crowd. Quote, the disqualification clause in the 14th Amendment is clear. Anyone who violates their oath of office is ineligible to run for a higher office in the future. Well, that should disqualify this entire regime that we currently have, should it not, who are violating their oath of office by calving a porous border. But I digress. Secretaries of state have the power to bar Trump from the ballot. There is sample evidence as to why he is not fit to hold office again. Now, all we are asking is for the secretary of state to act. Now, folks, this is coordinated and planned. It's starting in Colorado because Jenna Griswold is a controlled Secretary of State. And we can expect to see this happen in Colorado, kind of a test bed. You can bet your bottom dollar that if this goes anywhere or has any kind of traction, that Letitia James in New York will go for it, especially since she is uh, suing Trump and his people. And let me remind you, President Trump has not gone to court, he has not been tried or found guilty on any of the charges that would, even if the 14th Amendment could be applied, there are no charges. These are just accusations. These people seem to forget a small little thing called innocent until proven guilty. But those are just details. Nothing more than details. Okay. Okay. We have this very next important thing. Today, the new Congress gets to work and representative Gosar has of Arizona has one particular person, which I'm very happy to see that they're going to be investigating. And uh, actually two people that are going to investigate. the first one, the second one's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be considered uh, partisan, but should be investigated. The first one, I am very, very interested to see what happens, and I will be covering at length. This is a person I've called out for treason and for being an absolute coup attempter. Representative Paul Gosar of Arizona is leading the charge for Republicans and launching an investigation into General Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi. He tweeted over the weekend, remember, we will conduct a real investigation into J6. The effort to attempt a coup between Trader General Mark Milley and Pelosi will be reviewed and exposed. We will conduct an investigation into an attempted coup. And the person who they're going after are General Mark Milley and Pelosi. Now, Pelosi is going to be Teflon. She's going to get away with it. I think we may see more information because uh, we, we may see more animus toward General Mark Milley. Gosar continues saying, quote, Milley's treasonous sellout to China will be investigated. Pelosi not, wanting members, not warning members about intel of impending violence will be exposed. So the second part, focusing on January 6th. But I'm interested in Milley's treasonous sellout to China that will be investigated. He also tweeted out, soon we'll know the truth. Soon the truth will be exposed. There's a lot more to Mark Milley's treason that we don't know about or hasn't been fully brought out to the public, which will be. The lawmaker from Arizona wrote the tweets as a response uh, to a comedian who said, remember Kevin Carthy, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and Paul Gosar all share the same pre-existing sedition. So things are about to get interesting now that the Republicans have their Speaker of the House. I'll have a lot more reporting for you folks later in the day. Please like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to check out our sister YouTube channel, The BCP Report. The link is down below, as well as our off-platform show called BCP Unfiltered, where we talk about, discuss, and report on news items that are a little bit too edgy of topics for YouTube. Go over to therealbcp.com or BCP Extras to check it out. Uh, Today, I'm going to have one hell of a report for you later this afternoon, evening. You're not going to want to miss it. I believe we're at episode 177 of this second season. Check it out. The links to everything are down below. God bless. Ciao. Goodbye. I am James, BCP, signing off. For a few hours, we'll have... Much more to report to you later this afternoon.